0: with another episode of the mixology collection my name is damien and for those of you that don't know me my name's roop and for those of you that do he's now uh, what are you saying damien man i can't Yo. believe we're here again amazing That's what we're here for buddy <laughs> i think we've nailed this uh, we have indeed, yeah. No,
1: it, it's uh, it's great to finally get back into the swing of things, and yeah. I think we've got a really exciting episode today.
0: I have been looking forward to this one for a very, very long time. Actually, I think we did them a shout out in uh, the one we did with Armin at Forty St Pauls. Shout out to Armin at Forty St Pauls. Yeah. Um, yeah. But how are you, man? How are you feeling after after one with James uh, James Barker?
1: James is great. He's just so inspiring. Just you know, somebody of his age and not to kind of say anything bad about it but he's just done so much and just an incredible guy uh, and he's really one to watch for the future
0: i just see his career just flourishing you know what you're right i was thinking exactly the same thing for 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 such a young age he's fit a lot in man makes me feel like i haven't actually done anything in my life uh it's crazy how's uh and more importantly uh how's
1: the little one going the little one slept for five hours last night, five <laughs> hours the night before. So if we, if we get another five hours tonight, then um, I think we're going to make a million dollars uh, by selling <laughs> the, uh, the special technique we've developed.
0: That's amazing. And, and speaking of podcasts, have you heard about the um, uh, Joe Rogan podcast and, and uh, Spotify?
1: The uh, one he
0: sold for, was it 100 million? Yeah, man. I, I'm thinking about maybe doing the same thing, just calling myself <laughs> Joe Rogan Josh or something. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> just, just do that. Anyway, uh, enough of that. Let's let's get into this. So, who, who have we got today, then, Damien? Well, What's going well, on? Well, I've got a special
1: uh, sound clip for these guys. Ah, oh, amazing. So, um, yeah, well, I was just going to play it. Yeah, let's
0: do it. Let's do it. I, I'm excited. Mm, let's get- So, ladies and gentlemen, you probably know them as Rum Cask or Skylark Spirits. We know them as Indian and Singh Chat and Ladwa. How are you, gents? Good,
2: thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, thank, yeah, very good. <laughs> <laughs> really
0: Do you know what? I am super excited to have you guys here today. I've been waiting for this uh, for for a long time. You guys are uh, are people that I've been following. We've not really known each other that long, um, but I have to tell the listeners out there: if it wasn't for the three of you, I would never have had the opportunity to do a rum tasting on a pirate ship it was uh it was Indy that first reached out to me actually it was uh was when i was with um atlantico rum a little bit of shout out there and he and he contacted me and uh uh, uh and wanted me to to get involved but the three of you so who who started this how, how did this how did this kind of come about because you guys were known as rum cask first right is that is
3: that correct Indeed. Um, yeah, firstly guys, thank you so much for having us on Really, really humbled and Appreciate your effort on everything that you guys do um, Really, really appreciate it um, A little bit about us uh, So, we've all been rum fans since I'm going to say 18 Because that's the legal age of drinking And that's just, that's just easy, <laughs> nice and easy um, And then uh, From there Jazz and I ended up in St. Martin at a rum and beer festival and we found a this really really cool kind of flyer we thought you know what even if it's rubbish we're in saint martin who cares so we decided to fly over french caribbean really really cool um bumped into these group of judges who were the um, international rum council self-proclaimed wow and this was back in the back end of 2015 so looking at uh, four and a half, five years ago now. And we just kind of, we got on with them really well. And um, we said, look, you have the International Rum Council. What makes you guys so special? You know, what have you guys ever done? What's the best thing that's ever happened? <laughs> and um, they went, oh, that's really easy. The government of Martinique flew us from the US to Martinique to sample and review their rums to raise the profile wow. of their rums. What? That's amazing. And like any normal person then replied, um, I want your job, (laughs) as you would. So um, they went, look, just go back to the UK, immerse yourself in the rum culture. You guys know what you're talking about, but go kind of see what happens. Go to rum bars, meet the rum people in the UK. Um, They said, look, there is a bit of a rum scene going. It's growing. Get yourself involved. Put your thoughts on paper and just see what happens. So we came back and... um, just kind of left it for a couple of months just let things marinate and actually it was i was sat at the um the job that i was in previously and i was sat just bored one day and just went you know what i can't do this anymore i need to do something that i enjoy something that i love so i just basically jumped onto the pc looked at looked at names settled on rum Cask, and for every day for about three months read and wrote articles and that was basically the inception of Rum
1: So, so that, so yeah, so that, that's obviously quite on in your journey. So, how much time did you spend before falling in love with rum? And how did you three come together? Was it over rum itself?
4: I'll, I'll take that one. So, so it was it was down to indie that got me into rum. But if we take a step back a little bit further, many people know, some don't. But Indian Jazz are brothers. There's a debate constantly about which one's the older (laughs) or the (laughs) wiser, And uh, and I won't comment there. Back in 2000, so that's how Indian jazz know each other. Uh, But back in 2001, I was just looking for a part-time job, uh, you know, trawling down Hounslow High Street in my CV and dropped in at Phones for You, uh, you know, mate, rest in peace. And uh, I got a job there and then six months later... A young, suave jazz jazz singer arrived, you know, hottest salesman, this side of the uh, Hammersmith flyover and and taught, taught me everything I know today about sales. So jazz and I got to know each other just from our part-time uh, weekend job. Really. It was a lot of fun. We were like 18 years old, 18, 19, and just had a little bit of money in our pockets and we're just having a lot of fun. And then, um, fast forward a few years on and I was getting married. And um we went out to Vegas for my stag and I was just getting to know Indy, but Jazz really wanted Indy to come on the stag and it's Vegas, so you're like, Well, whatever, everybody can come. And so Indy came as well, got to know him a bit better. And uh my boss was on that stag and he Indy impressed him so much that twelve months later Indy had a job in the city broking and, and we worked together for the next ten years. So um so yeah, that's how we all know each other. I had the pleasure of working with both guys in different jobs uh, before this. And it was at that job where Indy got bored and jumped on the PC to create Rum Cask. We, we basically sat next to each other and uh, he would be, I'm gonna write this article. I found out about this. And I just couldn't figure out what he was doing. I was like, you're being serious. Like We're gonna get into so much trouble. But uh, I'm really glad he did. You know, it, it set us on our path.
1: We always try to research our guests beforehand and it was pretty difficult to really get your backgrounds, except for jazz. So, but whilst jazz, you've done a lot of sales and it's really impressive, the, the accounts you've worked with or the companies you've worked with, you originally did aeronautical engineering.
2: (laughs) Well researched. That's a bit of a fact finder that you dug right out. Yeah. So, um, engineered by trade, um, but didn't really enjoy it. I've always been in sales. Um, so, I left university and decided actually the right thing for me would be to go and work for a, a big global conglomerate like the likes of Coca Cola and really kind of start to understand the the interaction between the different facets within a business. Um, yeah. How does marketing and sales work? How does the legal department influence upon that? What's the strategy department? Um, so, yeah, just kind of slowly built my way up through a few different businesses, learned different sales roles, starting with. I used to drive a Coca-Cola van um, around postcodes in, in West London, making sure that Coca-Cola vans were uh, Coca-Cola coolers were stocked with the right products, and so like kind of worked from the bottom, selling at that level. And then towards the end of my career, I was selling to the likes of um, Amazon Europe for Alliance Healthcare and the, the lovely guys down at Tatum Brands and Maverick Drinks. And I was blessed to work for those guys for nine months, where I really really kind of started to understand how those guys have created a fantastic business and the opportunities that are available to to me and, and our guys
1: yeah because you were doing e-commerce then for maverick
2: yeah so uh the the main guys over there justin um and michael vashon those guys brought me in to look after predominantly the uk online angle. So most Mall, whiskey exchange amazon and, and all the other retailers just the small jobs then like I've I've been very blessed. I'm I'm, I'm a very lucky man that, you know, I've had roles in the past where people have given me the keys to, to massive business. And I've always been able to work hard and, and deliver for those guys. So taking a role with Maverick wasn't um, daunting at that stage. So
1: And then you three then decided to break the cardinal sin of business to (laughs) a work with family and work with friends. Well, it it was so organic. It just kind of happened. Um,
2: i remember us having a very small conversation about it but it was like the opportunity was just there the right people were kind enough to have faith in what we could do and what we could bring to the market and you know we're just out here hustling working hard every day man and Hmm. we're very much from a background culture where if you work hard you get your rewards And, and all three of us every day you know it's it's hustle out there but we love it we absolutely love it this isn't a job this
1: is just it's a bit of a dream to be honest so it started off then pr- primar- primarily as events to educate
3: um yeah so it actually st- Romcast when we started it um was actually very much just a blogging business we wrote a few articles um we did a few Rom reviews and we quickly realized that we are awful at writing very very quickly they're like there's there's so many great bloggers there's so many run great run writers out there even in the uk alone let alone europe and globally that we thought yeah sure the odd article here and there's great but we need to find something that we're good at to bring to the run world and from there i think about nine months to a year in from starting we evolved quite quickly into running events and those events range from Um, bars to private members clubs and kind of everything in between small events large events and I think we found our niche quite quickly Um,
4: not to cut in but that makes it sound almost more glamorous than it was because trust me we were doing um, summer market stalls outside of meeting Town Hall where we argued and fought with each other about how many oranges we should buy and limes we should buy and we were covered in (laughs) In you know tropical juice and like all these ingredients and things, and we we're trying to sell cocktails to the people of Ealing, and we stood in the back sort of beer gardens of local pubs, and you know, proprietors who knew particularly jazz and indie from having grown up in Ealing, and said, "Go on, then I'll support you. Can you can take the back beer garden, and it's a Saturday night, and it's the FA Cup final, and no one cares about having a rum cocktail, and they're just on the beers, <laughs> and we're there, we're there trying to sell them these cocktails and be inventive and spread the rum word." But, um, yeah, back, back to in this point, yeah, we did try at, at run blogging and we enjoyed it. We wrote some, I think, some pretty cool articles and it got really tiring having to spell check jazz all the time. <laughs> 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 so we had to quickly change strategy. But I don't know if back then, if I'm honest, jazz might feel differently and indie might feel differently if we knew how things would evolve to sort of hit where we are today, three three and three and a half, four years later. I, I certainly wasn't sure um where where the journey was going it just felt right we enjoyed rum and we were sort of immersing ourselves uh and more in rum was it a
1: conscious decision just to stick to rum was it just something you fell in love with immediately
4: yeah massively so i mean these guys have i never got to go out to the caribbean for that for that festival but many years before that just before i became a father in fact uh indy took me i think he bought me my first ticket for a uh, Imbrail's uh, Rum Festival, you know, UK Rum Fest, just like we all owe a lot to it. And we're lucky we live in West London. And so we get to go. And I just, I've never seen it. Actually, back then it was in the XL Center, all the way in the Docklands, um, which was a trek. Um, but we had so much fun. And it was pretty obvious. None of us were wine guys or whiskey guys or, or, or anything particular. But rum, I don't know, something just clicked. And that's what Indy wanted to blog about and write about. And and we stuck to it. And I think with all the traveling these guys do, and I get to do as well, it just became a real, a a real obvious choice.
1: How did things develop into representing brands?
2: So it it was really, um, a really interesting story actually that you you touch upon. Um, so we were doing the Runcast thing out there doing event after event every month. And, uh, a couple of guys came to us, uh, and particularly, I'll shout out Joshua Singh of 1423 from Denmark. Um, he came out to us and, and said, look, I have a fantastic product in the rum advent calendar. Uh, it's absolutely what you guys do. It's all about Tron awareness. It's all about liquid on lips. It's, you know, he really did say to us, look, this is something that will develop over years to come. I believe in you. You believe in the product. And we were quite lucky as in I, I was working for maverick completely understood how the econ retail landscape was i was leading it for the guys um so we came together we decided that the right thing to do would be to instead of showcasing other people's brands that were uk only place people that were already had what we call share of voice or penetration within the uk market take some of these fantastic, cool, badass rums from all over the world and bring them to our island. Because people, do forget, we're on an island here like this. Mm. Until recent times, my knowledge of agricole rum in the UK or even sugarcane juice rum was so small. And as I've been able to go out and expand my knowledge, I've been able to find opportunities to bring these people into the market to showcase more. So it's been... um, a very considered move but it's got to be smart in the way of weak weak man i can't turn up at no one's on trade off trade premise of the bottle of gin or vodka man we're known as the wrong people if we own and give true validation of the category if we try and drive new consumers who drink gin and cognac into our into our category that's everyone winning together
0: and um, i mean i'm I'm really glad that. Um... Uh, Damien's here for this one because obviously uh, all of you do something very similar uh, in respects to the, the wholesaling side of it and I knew that this would be Damien's kind of like area but one of the things I, I, I kind of got got for you guys one of the things I've really noticed about you all three of you really it, like I think Chetan explained uh, or described Jazz as a suave as salesman but I think I did, I'd, I'd say that for all three of you really in the sense that you definitely have picked the right Kind of area and the right spirit category for all of you. It just comes through because whenever I talk to you, I I love rum. I absolutely love rum. I love spirits altogether. But and and I'm blessed in that I know, obviously, a lot of the industry people. I've been in the industry a long time myself, and but. You guys are rare in, in, in the sense that you can be in the same room with you guys for 10 minutes and you just excite me about whatever it is that you're talking about, whether that's food, whether that's drink, whether that's just wanting to go out. Um, and I think that really comes across in everything that you guys do, be it uh, in real life, um, be it on social media. Uh, everything you guys are doing is obviously helping the category of rum uh, as a whole but what you guys do for the industry as human beings is, is incredible honestly it's a blessing so no thank you just wanted to throw that in there so I didn't mean to interrupt you Damien I know this is your arena today <laughs>
1: well no well um, just leading on to that I was going to say culturally how has your upbringing influenced the way you treat your customers your events and everything else
4: I mean I take a little bit of that one I mean I grew up um, on top of an off-license grocer's In Surrey, So, you know, I guess selling booze was the only way to go. Um, My parents taught me an awful lot about customer service, uh, as much as they never let me ever work in the shop. It was all about education. Um, But no, I think my background helped massively. I think, as I said earlier, it was only part joking. Jazz taught me a lot about sales as a teenager. And then going into the city um, after university and traded for a while, then I was a broker for many years. Um, and that taught me another facet of sales and, and working with Indy. even though Indy was kind of you know not to patronise almost technically he was my junior at work but, you know even though we're brothers really it, it, we've all learned, and I've learned bits from his his passive skills and and, and what have you so um, I think backgrounds had a lot to do with it for me and I'm sure it has for the boys as well
0: Yeah well, what about yourself Indy I mean in respects to, to backgrounds and culture
3: um, It's been a very kind of I grew up with my dad work seven days a week, like 23 hours a day. You know, he was kind of always on the grindstone and that kind of mentality and that work ethic rubs off on you. Yeah. And you, well, we've been really blessed at a stage where we're able to kind of have three people um, to help kind of when you're struggling a little bit, someone else can come in and help, which is just a fantastic way of being able to have – which is one of the main advantages of having three people running the business. But background wise, you know, I've had a similar um, last 10 years to chat where worked in the city. So you gain a different skill set working with a certain person, which then becomes very useful when you speak to a similar kind of uh, mindset person in the spirits um, industry. Uh, before that, you know, working in um, working in, uh, sorry, uh, working in kind of I was a steward at Wembley for a little while, and you're dealing with a variety of different customers, people who've maybe watching their team lose and they're upset, and then they have, you know, there's a variety of different people that you have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. And because rum is the most um, the most widely uh, appreciated spirit around, it's the most diverse category. What happens is you get also the most diverse number of people and the most diverse type of people, which is really, really cool. Um, but then you also have to be able to be adaptable. And I think a lot of my skill set um, helps me with that.
0: I think um, that, that's, a, that's a really, like, incredible answer because I think sometimes um, from the point of view of people like myself that have been doing it or have been in the industry and in hospitality for a, for a long time, I think we forget that sometimes and I think we can sometimes take it for granted and then it's really nice getting it from a fresh pair of eyes and and, and what you've just said there about the diversity within that within the customer base. When you say it out loud, it makes so much sense. It's really obvious, but sometimes I think we can be really guilty of forgetting that and i think that's probably one of the things that makes you guys as successful as you are um is having that attention to the detail attention to those individuals what about you jazz i mean the same question to you in, in respect to influence for culture and and, and growing up and such oh
2: uh, this is you know you, you and me get deep we have these conversations <laughs> i know you're come in with this and i you know it, it's I'm just going to put it as it is. Like it, it it's crazy being a British Asian working in our industry. It, it's madness. I mean, Indy touched on it earlier about our fathers working every hour that God sent to try and have what we could as kids growing up. Like you know, we're all we're all from poor backgrounds. We're all come from first generation people who came here twenty, thirty years ago. And sometimes I look at my old man and I think like. You literally, everything that you've ever done when you left India to come here was for the betterment of me and Indy. That that like, you know, you started the story. It's my duty to finish that story with such a fantastic signature at the end that you know when you wake up in that morning and, and that email goes off, how can you not grab that email straight away? How can you not be straight onto that first customer and prove that now, there's a reason that we're here. We're going to come to make a difference. So I, I honestly and sincerely believe that we, we will make a difference here.
1: Wow. Yeah, well. well, I was just saying, t- talking about duty, you know, t- you're, you're talking about duty to family, but you're also really just doing duty to the category as well, because you're just so behind it and everything that you're doing and looking at all the hard work you've been putting in just over the last couple of weeks. And we're going to touch upon what you've been doing um the work ethic to as an independent in this current time with covid to survive wow. is just you you know you just have to go all out um and i can really see that what you, that's what you guys have
3: been and are doing at the moment even more so yeah indeed. what what is it you need to say man um i just wanted to say something which i want to mention earlier but um I think we got into another topic. I just wanted to say at our core, if it hasn't come across, that so we are rum guys. I think that's very <laughs> yeah. like if it wasn't obvious, we are rum guys. Like I I go out and if I'm not if wherever I go, I'm drinking rum. Be it whatever time of day it is that I'm drinking, I drink rum. Um I am a rum guy, we are rum people. And everything we do, as much as um, sure, for our Skylark business is to promote Skylark, but our cost business, we really try and keep separate so that, and our tagline for cost is actually to elevate the Run category, because we've grown up in an era where marketing was strong for a few certain brands, and they tend to dominate the category, and we're just here trying to shout about the quality and shout about the differences and the diversity, that rum can offer and it can offer all the consumers across the uk and yeah i just wanted to make sure people get that at our core everything we do is actually for the category of rum because we love rum
1: yeah and Rupert and i were talking about this earlier you know rum is is a loved drink there's always you always hear the term this is the year of the rum (laughs) (laughs) what do you guys say to 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 that are we there yet? Is there still more work to be
0: done? <laughs> Go on, Chetan.
4: Yeah, I'll say a couple of things. I definitely have met people um, who said I don't like rum and I, and I don't drink it. So it, it is loved, but I'll often, we do so many tastings and seminars and things now. I mean, we just meet people saying, so no, I don't like rum. And I often ask, OK, to change the subject, like when you're on holiday, kind of like, what's your favourite cocktail? And you only have to dig down a level or two and there are mojitos and and you know vina coladas and daiquiris and stuff so you can you you, you break down that barrier pretty quickly and he's oh okay look that's pretty cool like so that's that's oh i didn't know that so yeah you know, that just to touch on that part of it um yeah no sorry what was the second part david
1: so it's basically everyone's saying that this is going to be the year for rum
4: oh yeah the year for rum. well you know oldest spirit in the world oldest distilleries in the world i guess we've got a sort of 500 year run at it but um, is this year, I don't know, we're, we're doing everything we can to keep it forefront. Um, things always move in cycles, right? Like big cricket teams, football teams, uh, flavours and fashions. Uh, it's not important for us to sort of put a stake in the ground and say, this is the year for Rump. We just want to see the overall general trend of more enjoyment uh, and understanding of the category. And, and and on that way, that's that tide is is moving along. And I don't think there's much that's going to stop it.
0: I, I have to agree. I mean, uh, Damien said that he and I spoke about this before, and what you've just said for me personally, I'm about to go on a rant, by the way. Just so we're all a, just so we're all clear on this, listeners, I'm about to go on a rant. This this thing about rum, it, it, oh, this is this going to be the year for rum? This is going to be the year for rum. I've been hearing <laughs> this every single year for 20 years, um, and it confuses me. And it, a lot of it's to do with what Chet has just said. When you think about... All right, yeah, so there's probably the top two selling cocktails at the moment, are the Pornstar Martini and the Espresso Martini, but they've not really been around. People haven't been asking for them as much as they've been asking for the rum and coke, the mojito, the Mai Tai, the pina colada. I mean, the zombie. I could go on. Like the whole tiki category in itself. So... What, what what's really interesting for me has been um, this idea that, oh, yeah, this is the year for rum or well, this is the year for rum. Now, if there's anyone to ask about this, it is definitely you gentlemen. You, you, you gentlemen are the people to really kind of help me understand what sales looks like and what the numbers of uh, sales for rum actually looks like. But as a bartender, as someone that stands behind the bar, for me, the perception is interesting. And, and I've never really understood that. I, for me, rum has never gone anywhere to come back. Rum never disappeared. For it to be the year for rum, um, I mean, we've got, we've got a shout out to, to Ian Burrell. We've got a, a obviously industry godfather who's who's made a living out of just being, well, I say just being, but being the the, the ambassador globally for rum. He's on television, and and he's managed to do this in a category that everyone keeps telling us is going to be the year for it the year for it and what you three have done is incredible off the back of a category that everyone keeps saying yeah it's not quite there yet so the perceptions for me really really interesting um rant over <laughs> that's, that's all i had to say about that but i mean obviously you you you, you threw i mean if there's anyone that's allowed to disagree with me it's the three of you because <laughs> i mean i might think i know about ron but you guys collectively probably know more than i can ever know so uh, and it's and it's incredible but Damien touched on it and it's something that I think um, is really important and it's obviously affecting everyone at the moment. Um, and that is, I mean, not only being an independent business in this current climate that we're in. Um, uh, I mean, being an independent business is difficult enough as it is. But, I mean, you've uh, you you you've got two two branches and two arms. You've got your rum cask and then you've got your Skylark Spirits, which you say you separate uh, and you separate it very well. But how have you found it right now, as as a whole, as as the three of you, between the three of you, right now, in respect to how to get yourself out there, how to maintain that daily grind, how how to make sure the category stays alive, and how you guys do what it is that you do with the limitations that you've got right now? I'm going to put that out to whichever one. Yeah, Jazz. So I guess
2: we're in a slightly different position than, than most businesses, being a small independent. Um, there was no option of furlough there was no option of support uh, so it's very much down to us as we always do to di- to diversify and to work harder in a different way and an aspect so for us the biggest aspect was w- we were really doing well in the beginning of this year we had a lot of big plans for um, big rum festivals we had big options Around some other events that we were doing, and you know, all the hard work, effort, and money that went into it, it got sidelined um, for the moment. So that's just part and parcel of, of COVID, and we have to accept that. But being able to diversify with our opportunities around runcast has just been absolutely like phenomenal. I mean, we always do stuff with a trial test first. We will we're not risk adverse, but we'll always make it A measured risk that we take so by doing smaller events and then slowly waking it up bigger and bigger and strapping this on and supporting others and getting another brand involved um, we've been able to diversify into lots and lots of events actually we've probably done more events in the last in the last six weeks than we have the whole 12 months previous to this so
1: wow and you've also used technology and the way people are kind of communicating to survive and to really push what you do, um, I mean, some of the listeners probably aren't aware of some of the the tastings you've done, but maybe you can give an idea of what was the moment where you realised you could do something very
0: unique. Yeah, Indy. Yeah, go for it, man.
3: Um, it's a great question, and it's something that as we soon as we kind of realised that um, the on-trade business was halting, which was fairly quickly, um, we realised kind of we had to diversify. Um, we saw the opportunity to look, let's take things, let's use technology and let's take things online, but we need to give it our run, spin on things because there's been events online before in the past, but they're always kind of, we always kind of found them a little bit impersonal. Um, we found them just a little bit samey and we thought if we're going to do it, we have to stand out. We have to do something a little bit different. Um, and the main thing we found that was always uh, a rom car signature was a kind of fun event, but being very personal, yeah, yeah. putting our touch on it, making sure that people enjoy themselves, but they learn at the same time. Because when you learn when you're having fun, you remember that. And if we can teach a lot of people at the same time as having fun, they'll teach other people. You spread worth a mouth like That's that really, nice. really quickly. Um, and um, as Jazz mentioned earlier when we were talking about – Uh, Being a little bit risk averse. The first event we ran, we thought, let's just run one session, a small session, um, and see how it goes. And we sold out in two hours. And something we gave seven days, kind of, we thought, we'll give it seven days, we'll see maybe if we can sell out. And we just kind of took a step back a bit, (laughs) stunned, and went, oh, okay, I guess people want to do this. So, We did that and then we we added a couple of sessions, sold out of those. And we quickly realized that actually people like what we do. And we also found because of a lot of our events have been London based, we can actually reach a lot of larger audience in the UK. Oh, okay. We took the spin, which has really been very good. And we found a lot of feedback of people going, guys, I'm so glad you've taken it online because now I can participate. I don't need to spend a weekend coming down to London to spend the hotel night, to spend the next day, the transport costs when I can just sit at home on my sofa enjoying. Well,
0: without, rest. without asking you to give too much away then, is that something you think you might carry on with? Um, after obviously everything's sorted in the, the lockdowns and cro- quarantines are over with, have you seen a benefit in that? Have you seen something that, that there's an opportunity? I mean, jazz, what do you, what do you think?
2: So I can't give too much away, but yeah, yeah,
0: uh, I think I've given it away that we always do a test first. Um,
2: we had probably one of the most exciting times of our of the last four or five years uh-huh. Saturday, all three of us finished the thing about midnight just buzzing just so excited about how well it had gone and, and the kind of feedback that we were getting so the customers are asking for more we've got some ideas um please go over to the rumcast uh, facebook page give us a like and share and keep an eye out on what's uh, was hopefully coming very shortly.
0: We're gonna for, for the for the listeners out there. Um, we're gonna be putting all of the social media and website addresses and everything in, in the bio in the podcast. So, don't worry, guys. Um, you'll, you'll find everything in the bio for for the podcast. Um, I won't lie though. When you guys are talking about ideas. Uh, and coming up with new strategies, all I could think about was the amount of food that you probably have at the table when the three of you were just sat down spitballing. (laughs) The quality, (laughs) all I'm thinking about right now is chicken and samosas. (laughs) 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 I bet that's an amazing uh, team meeting. I'd love to be a part of it if I'm allowed. Um, da- Damien, what, I know you've got some questions that you wanted to ask.
1: Yes, yeah, so I'm just going to go to the, the beginning of Skylark itself. So as a small business, when it comes to you know capital expenditure, you're investing in the brands. It's quite a big step to, to invest financially, but also you're going to put a lot of time and effort and that brand represents then you as well, your decision to choose it. What was the thought process and what were the the steps leading to deciding on the portfolio you have now? It's come along in a very organic way. So originally, we were
2: looking for products where we would truly find, as rum drinkers, something that was unique, different and exciting. And then once it adhered that structure, we'd then start to look at it from a commercial point of view to actually understand what it could mean in a longer term. Now, when we've come to amassing a portfolio, we look at it in the very same way that a a Ferrero would look at it or a Kellogg's would look at it. You look at it by consumer demographic. You look at it by price point, and you try to find where the white gaps are within the market. So, I'll give you an example. Um, We found Companero Panama. That's an overproof cacao rum. It's a great rum. tropically, Tropically aged rum. It's had a cacao treatment. I mean cocoa pops with a slight alcohol burn behind it like we've drunk rum in the uk for <laughs> years all over the world we've never found a product like that that is truly what kellogg's or a big fmcg would define as white space so for us go in there define the white space really try and show like Man, there's the three of us we, we haven't got the budgets to go up against a massive blo- global conglomerate but well, we yeah, can definitely treat the consumer up we can definitely show a way that an on-trade retailer can make an extra couple of pounds by serving a premium version of his house version of drink. So there's a space for us, there's a space for every run within the category. It's just about understanding when you build that portfolio, not to have too much crossover. But again, I want to take it to one step beyond that where as a consumer, when I first got into the category. If I go to a Tesco as to Sainsbury's Morrisons, there's a core within each one of those in every single one, which means the consumer doesn't get the total value choice that they could have. Wow. Why when I go into every pub within the one mile radius around my house? My rum selection is only three or four
0: before Skylar Spirits, that is. Um, <laughs> Obviously, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah chat. Do you want to add to that, mate?
4: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, look, to be fair, Indy and I have learned all this from Jazz's background in FMCG and and sort of how to break down the consumer part and the grocery channels and the online channels, and I know a lot more now. But I guess to make it to put the other side of things, the very unglamorous parts of things, because everyone will think, oh, these guys, it must be great. They get sent samples and they sit there and taste it and have some samosas and really go through it. And, <laughs> you know, But there's there's so many really trivial and boring parts of it. Like Indy and I, uh, well, the three of us, um, I remember downloading uh, a, a business plan template from the Prince's Trust website, because we yeah, had yeah. several <laughs> to HMRC. Like you can imagine the barriers to entry to being allowed to import alcohol into UK are really high, really onerous. Indy and I went off and did exams for our personal um, alcohol licenses, premises licenses, all these things we've had to put in. We've got some really funny British laws. Like if you want a premises license for a nightclub or whatever, you've got to put like a big blue poster outside your business and people yep. can yep. challenge it for three or four days and it's, it's massive and, this thing and where do you get that blue paper <laughs> yeah well not only where do you get your blue paper but bear in mind we, we ran the business uh, pretty much out of my house for the first two years so I <laughs> this blue on my front door <laughs> and i'm about to launch an alcohol business and you get some very funny looks right so um i still remember us placing like probably our first or second ever purchase order with one supplier and um he's been a great supporter of ours you know a big friend and and a big guy in the rum industry himself josh singh and how nervous we were it's like oh shit we're gonna buy two cases of the company of panama and like you know we paid so much freight charges just because we didn't want to be stuck with (laughs) and it's 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 it's, it comes back to jazz's word of organic you know it's just we've learned little by bit, and we've made mistakes of course like it's so cliche but we've bought too much of some stuff that we shouldn't have and not another, enough of other things that we should have so um yes uh it's definitely i'm sure i'm sure by this time next year we would have learned a lot more as well
0: but it is interesting what you guys say about about not, not just being independent businesses but being businesses and uh, and what we uh show people through our social media feeds and uh, and the uh, And the lifestyle obviously that we we portray, uh, but the bits that people don 't get to see, and I think this is this is true of anything when you talk about any industry acting or sports um, you, you get to see the final game or, or the final performance, but what you don 't see is the practice and the practice and the studying and the learning and the mistakes that you have to do um, first on the pitch, last one off the pitch um, yeah so and then and then people just get to see that ninety minute performance or that two hour performance um so it's, it, it, it's a, yeah, it's a really valid point. The bits that uh, as a as a business that that you don't really have to talk about too much. But I think that's also one of the connections that independent businesses have, or businesses have, is that when you look at each other or you bump into each other and you and you say things like, "Well, how's your day been? Or how's it going?" And the response is. Yeah, you know how it is, <laughs> and 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 that's because you do know how it is, and that's your way of saying, yeah, I've I've got all this other got all this other stuff that I've got to deal with, and it's not just about the selling. Because if we could just, if you as a business could just get up every day and just do what it is that you wanted to do, you'd get so much more done. But then you, sometimes it's it's yeah, it's, you get all these other hurdles, don't you? But in respect to you, you were saying, chat, uh, and it was something I was thinking about whilst uh, Jazz was talking, and it's something I wanted to ask the three of you. Um, and i ask it now, actually, but if there's one thing you could say to yourself at now, like the person you are today, if you could tell the person that set up Rom cask and Skylark, that version of Chet, what's the advice that you would give him?
4: Wow, that, that puts me on the spot a bit. I almost think I'm still too early on in this uh, journey to answer that question because I know you've been very kind to us on this call and talked about success and all that, but I genuinely think we're just... We're not even on the, on. on the, we're just about approaching the runway. You know, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. we running this business out of two garages, working hard. I mean, Jazz yeah. is now, you know, full-time employed. Indy's left his old role to it, so I'm still working two jobs. There's a lot in the background, again, that you don't see. So the one thing I would say, and thankfully we do it now and it avoids a lot of arguments, but yeah. um, we don't work in an office together. Even pre-COVID, we didn't see each other a great deal. Um, so everything's done on WhatsApp, right? And you set up different rooms. And one thing I would say to myself, which we do now religiously, is if you can't say it in about seven or eight words, you pick up the phone and you call the other guy because the tone doesn't come across well, no matter how well you mean it. And you, you get into these little arguments and you waste a lot of negative energy or a, lo- a lot of energy actually arguing with your friends and your business partners, which is unnecessary. Absolutely. So we, we just, you know, it's really simple and it can apply to every business. It's nothing to do with rum. Uh, Just pick up the phone, uh, explain, uh, and ask for help. I mean, I do it all the time. Hey, I can't get this project done. I I need your help. Um, And then you're in a much happier place. Do each
1: of you um, kind of take on different roles within the company? You know, is somebody doing fulfillment and all the processing, somebody finance, or does everybody – is it a collective decision? And Not a collective decision, but is it it a collective process? Go on, Okay, so for us, it's
2: very much kind of we make strategic decisions together. We sit halfway through the year and look at how the last six months has gone, what we want to do for the next six months, and then make that strategy. Once that strategy set at the beginning of the year, then we all know which way we're running. In terms of the facets of the business, Indy is logistics king, man. I mean, we can buy product from. We buy a pallet from Cuba or St. Nevis or in, in in Holland. My man will get me that pallet from out there into the bond, through the bond, get the duty stamp, get the excise paid, get it either out direct to customer or you'll get it to us so we can move it on. Um, plus, marketing aspects. I mean, the amount of times I ring the poor guy at like 10 o'clock at night, hey, Indy, this opportunity has come up. I need a banner for a website to do a promotion. I need it in 24 hours. I don't have no imagery. I've got nothing. And he always comes through, you know, like from a from a social media, like social media guru, this guy, anything that you'll see coming across social media, that's indie, man. He's he's absolutely soldiered it. I mean, we, we couldn't do any aspect of this business without the effort that my man puts in. Looking at Chip, man. I mean, he is he is the king of finance. If a product's been brought in, if there's an invoice, if the product's going out, in terms of account management, because we're a small business, the entire business rests on on sales, man. If there's no sales, there's no turnover, there's no margin. It all comes crashing down. So yeah. it allows me to go out like Rup, the amount of times I've been in Nottingham with you or Sheffield or. You know, all over the country, I tried to make sure four days a week pre-COVID, I was out in a city outside of London. If I can go out and look after that new business, then Chet and Indy can also look after the the business that's set up and continue to, to get the current customers to take over, whilst then also between the three of us making decisions around which new brands do we want to onboard, whilst then also attending all the different um, rum festivals across the world, going to speak to suppliers, having. Like the, I mean, if it wasn't for WhatsApp, man, I swear to God, <laughs> How are you doing this? this
4: is. Yeah, we heard them a lot. I think Jazz touched on it there. And um, it, what he did leave out is that I also um, am the king of a sellotape gun. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Literally, yeah. Sorry. I can literally like clear sellotape fragile one in each hand and I'll just dominate. But um, I think we mentioned our suppliers a couple of times, but actually like we're really lucky. We work with, uh, so this is to come away from the rum car side and it's really just about Skylark spirits at the moment, but we work work with, um, we mentioned Josh and and 1423 and his amazing team and talking about Andrew Nichols in Amsterdam, William George, like he's doing, like absolutely incredible products, and like works so hard. Uh, and and it's shout a,
0: out there! Uh, shout out, He's a great guy, isn't he?
4: Yeah, great, great guy, great product, and we have a fantastic relationship with him. Um, we're talking about uh, Jeffrey, um, Jeffrey Clementine, and Danilo, and Team Danwa uh, sort of based across Milan and Paris, uh, and then and then the family back in Guadeloupe. But how, how lucky are we to to work with such a massive uh, brand as Dan so, um, you know, we work tire, tirelessly uh, to, to to push their product. And Andrews um, recently started working with Karen Hoskin. Like, couldn't imagine a more fascinating lady. You need a whole nother podcast to go into Karen <laughs> rums and how ethically driven um, her products are. Um, and, and this goes on. We, we, we really are. And, and of course, now we're lucky enough to work with um, the Island Rum Company, Adele Robertstad. And and for goodness sakes, we work with Peter Thornton, uh, who's an absolute legend in the game. Big shout out Peter Thornton. You know, he's working on Black Tears. He's, you know, the guys from Leeds pushing Black Tears, pushing La Progressiva, pushing the rum category, you know, really gets our DNA. Um, um, absolutely, as as reliable as they come, and 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 super excited to to work with them. So, yeah, we're, we're really lucky to work with these great suppliers. We miss our bars, we miss trailer, we miss beach coma. We just um, started working with Revolution the Cuba. Yeah, we miss the bars and restaurants, not just as Skylark but as human beings who like to go out and and have. Food. So, to all our friends in hospitality, and we're lucky to have a lot of them across the world. We really just want that business back because our events and rum cask is great, but that's not enough for us. Like we want that part of it back. We want the bars and restaurants to come back and for us to, to be happy there again. You know,
0: I think what you're saying about the relationships, it, it, it makes sense. I mean, our industry is built on that, but as, as we've all seen and as we all know um, relationships differ um, through all throughout the industry. And, it, and it, I think it's, testament to, to what the three of you have done in such a short amount of time and how quickly you've been able to build those relationships but I mean I keep banging on about how much I love you guys because it's true um and that's as simple as that but I think it is I think you, you've managed to uh, to do what you guys do in the amount of time that you do it because of who you are as individuals and then how you come across uh, as a team first and then a business after that um and and when Jazz was talking and when you were talking, it, 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 there is—it's it, amazing. It's just three of you, uh, and they say three is the magic number, and I think you guys are, are, are proving that right now. <laughs> um, But yeah, I mean, Damien, I know you want to—I know you've got some questions, man. I could just talk about how much love I've got for these guys all day. So, it's, it's mutual. <laughs> very mutual.
1: No, I'm, I'm in awe as well. Just kind of hearing the setup, hearing how you work, um, and the passion for what you do—it's just very inspiring thank you um i'm just just me in my office with the stock in my garage uh trying to do what i can for the products that i believe in and i really understand and appreciate everything that you go through
0: and hopefully the for you listeners out there um uh, i mean these guys for anyone out there looking to to get into the events business or looking to get into wholesaling um follow these guys um, ask them questions. Just start 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 getting in touch with them, um, because if there's one thing I know about them, that they, they will, as busy as they are, they will take their time out. Um, uh, they've got a lot of time for people, and they're always sharing ideas. Like Judge said, we we spent some time together. We're always sharing ideas and always talking. Um, so for you listeners out there, uh, I, I would say reach out if you're interested in, uh, in expanding your own world and your own portfolio and your own careers. Um, this isn't the worst uh, uh, blueprint that you guys could be following right now.
1: Talking again about what you do for the category, you've th- you've got you've done something very unique this weekend. Um, mm-hmm. Which, uh, following it on social media, it all came about very quickly, yeah. and all of a sudden, this thing was here. And to to see it evolve, and then the the follow up emails that or posts that you've you've made. Um, it's incredible. So you guys ran the first ever European online rum tasting. Unbelievable.
0: Unbelievable.
1: Wow. Who, who How? How? that?
3: How is all I want to say. <laughs> Indeed. So it was actually a bit of a crazy moment. We were all kind of, um, myself and Jazz were together. We went to see Chet and we were just having a bit of a debrief about one of the um, events we'd just run. And we were just thinking of, okay, so we have run this. What's next? We've got a few other events lined up, but kind of where do we go from here? And Jazz and I left Chats. So we were just kind of having ideas. And we were talking to Jazz and we were like, we need to just do something a little bit different. you know, we're getting, we're selling out the events we're doing. There's obviously more demand for it. And I looked onto my phone and I just saw, I think it was Paris RunFest was canceled and the danish rom fest was cancelled and we're just seeing everything just being cancelled cancelled Looked to jazz said to jazz hey mate another rom cancelled you know we've got to look into cancelling our hotels and getting all the logistics side like, selling sorted and trying to get some money back and i think we both kind of came to the idea together of like why don't we take our event and make a rom festival change the format we're doing and make it into a rum tasting, but like on a festival level. And we literally pulled over the car and sat there for about two and a half hours. Um, In the middle of the day, just bouncing ideas off each other. And eventually we kind of got to a rough skeleton of what we wanted to do. We then went back round to Chet and said, look, this is kind of what we have, uh, this is what we're thinking. Chet then came in with like a few ideas and we were like, right, we don't know how long lockdown's going to last for. We need to do this, but we need to do it quickly, but we need to give it enough time to sell tickets, but we need to give it enough time to get in contact with brands. We need to, there's, there's so much time that needs to be built in, but we need to make it quick. So I think from the moment we had the idea to the execution was a, just under four weeks. Um, and, Finally, we came together on Saturday, and you know how you were mentioning that a lot of people they don't put um, they don't put anything behind the scenes too much or all of the kind of the non-glamorous stuff on social media. When when I decided to post up about the event a couple of days ago, I posted a lot of those kind of pictures of where you can see three laptops in a room with an extension cord, and it's in the kids' playroom here. And, <laughs> right and it was just kind of one of those surreal moments where we're like we're literally in our houses just trying to do as much as we can for you guys and we were absolutely in awe and just humbled by the reaction we got the amount of tickets we sold in eight days the brands that supported us the people that came on and the event ran so much better than we thought it would we were just kind of all It was an actual moment. We had to sit back for like five, 10 minutes, just silent. Like, has this, have we really just done this? And it was an amazing, amazing experience that we're so, so grateful for. Um, We had 30 unique rums uh, across two different rooms. Um, We had uh, 15 unique brands. Um, We had also had a third. uh, So we had room one, which is a spiced fruit and flavored room. And we had room two, which was a craft room. And then we actually had a third room, which was our chill-out room, um, which we were like, you know, maybe some rum people will get together and they could sit and they could talk and share ideas. Um, the event finished at 9.30 in the evening, and that room ran until 3 a.m. That's amazing.
4: <laughs> See, this is what they do. It was, they go um, off and they have these ideas, and they come back to me and go, we're going to do a European run festival. I'm like, brilliant. And and I'm, I'm always the contrarian in the group As oh, no bit lazy and want to do it and then then they go into the detail and then suddenly i'm like hold on what and how many and then a week later you've got jazz dropping i mean i don't jazz was staying up till 3 4 a.m sometimes he drammed by hand over two and a half thousand miniature bottles so all those different runs were hand drammed from the the big bottles into 20 ml bottles and then i hand labeled 80 90 percent of them and got my dad to take two days off work boxed everything up we had UPS vans turning up to take, I mean, we, we, you know, they went out to 17 different countries across Europe. I mean, it was, it was and like, Indies used the word humbling, like from the bottom of my heart, it was so cool to actually send packs off to the Netherlands, Luxembourg, Switzerland, Austria, Germany. We had... You know, people from Skier joining, um, you know, like all sorts. And I think all of the brands we got to work with and some we wanted to, but couldn't because of COVID and the restrictions it's put on their businesses um, and cash flow and and staff on furlough is really tough for them. But um, I hope we did. I think we did the rum category proud. Um, And it was very much uh, at its ethos, a rum cask event, you know.
0: That's incredible. Damien, I need to ask you a favor. Can we, can we insert some sort of applause into this when we edit this? That is
4: incredible. (laughs) I don't think we saved any lives, but listen, I think we made quite a lot of people across Europe, like just fit. It was cool. It was happy. You know, it was, it
1: it goes back to this idea of duty and what you're doing for the brand in these troubled times and just a testament to how as an independent company you're able to adapt. And, you know, it's the skill, it's the cleverness in thinking outside the box and doing something that nobody's seen before. And Absolutely. I think, yeah, I think it's brilliant.
0: Genius. I completely agree. I mean, yeah, you're right in saving lives, but I mean, in respect to what you guys have executed there, and I think execution is the right word. For me, an idea is is just that. It's just a few words that you kind of bounce around a room, and, and, and most of the time nothing really comes of it. It's just hot air the execution is the important bit uh, and to come up with um, something so big, such a big idea and then just go, you know what, let's just do it. And then just do it. <laughs> That's, that is amazing. You, you, that is a great story, honestly. And, and I, 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 I can tick with that because the, I, I have a lot of crazy ideas. There's some weird stuff that I get out to but I'm really blessed that people like yourselves just let me get on with it. Um, um, but And people always say to me, are you afraid of people knowing your ideas or learning about your ideas? And I always say no, because the difference between, again, an idea and not an idea is the execution um so we could talk about ideas all day long and i can tell people all my ideas but it's the difference between getting it done and not getting it done and that is a is probably the one of the biggest examples of that um incredible guys I've so really done what to say this is one of the one of, damien this is one of the few podcasts where i don't know really know what, yeah that, i know it's i'm quite shocked. <laughs> <laughs> for for all you listeners out there i haven't gone anywhere I, i'm still here i just don't know what to say I am i don't know exactly how you know definitely humbled
4: I don't know how you're wearing a beanie hat in this in this warm weather mate it's like shorts and t-shirt weather uh,
0: it's because it's c- it's I'm forever Indian I never I don't actually feel the heat this isn't hot where I come <laughs> from that's hot and if anybody <laughs> wants to know where I come from just ask me but the answer is Leicester so <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Not is
4: like
0: its own <laughs> <laughs> Nottingham's a good city, but it's no Leicester. Anyway, Damien, let's get back on track. You're the sensible one today, so um,
1: so we we have this feature. So we're we're creating a a playlist for on Spotify. Um, so all our guests that come on, we talk about a track that they might listen to to get them in the mood, and they're starting a shift. Uh, starting event, doing a competition, so maybe can each of you pick a tune that you know automatically jumps to mind that will get you in the mood um, to get yeah to get working uh, jazz. Uh, mine's really easy actually, and I think everyone knows it
2: anyway. Um, so I'm a London lad, born and raised um, in the '90s. So garage is a big, big influence to me. Yes, yes. Um, the Heartless Crew did an album called Crisp Biscuit when I was growing up. Um, I mean, I was playing that yesterday and this morning while doing some bits and pieces. I mean, if there's ever a moment where you need an uplift, uh, just a step up, that's my go to.
4: Amazing.
0: And, and what's, the, what's the tune that you finish your day off on?
4: Usually a bit of gospel music. For you.
2: Probably something simple, <laughs> mellow. Uh, I'll go D'Angelo Brown Sugar.
0: Ooh, oh, geez. classic! You're in, you're in Damien's territory right there. That's his. That's his jam. Although Garages as well. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, man. What about you, Chet? Well, how do you start your day? What, what's the tune that you would start to pick up your day with?
4: Boy, 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 boy. I mean, depending on the day. But if it was just to get into the mood for like kicking off my own rum festival or something, something like General Levy. Um, oh, incredible. Maybe even a bit of uh Groove Armada super styling just to like really get me jumping. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. um, so if you had but, to pick
0: one out of two, what would it be?
4: Um I'm gonna go um I'm gonna go with uh Groove Armada super styling just to get me into the in the mood for a pie.
0: I'm not even angry about that. They're two solid tunes, so you are right. And, and how would that's you that's annoying?
4: I, <laughs> I I couldn't do
0: my incredible impression. Damien, <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's do it. I wanna hear it now. Incredible! (laughs) (laughs) Yes, (laughs) he's (laughs) in. That that was incredible. And and what about and Chet? How would you how would you end your day, or how would you end the event?
4: Boy, man, I usually end my day with a rum. But um, you know the the kids we watched the film yesterday a few weeks ago, and now like the house is just lit up with Beatles music. So um, I seem to end my days singing along to Beatles songs with them at the moment. So probably something like Hey Jude. Which also reminds me of being on the terraces at Brentford. So yeah, a bit of Beatles at the moment.
0: Nice. And Indy, How would you start your day event?
4: Um,
3: mine is probably going to be. Um, so I guess most people, if they know the song, they're going to do it. Uh, but Rick Ross hustling, I think. I think it's just kind of um, gets you in the zone, gets you ready to uh, ready to start working, ready to really. Get yourself in that group. Know, yes, and I, I, then
1: uh, to wind down.
3: I'm not a massive wind down person, if I'm honest. Um, <laughs> proper. This is true.
4: Um,
3: wind down, wind down. And the thing is, I've been thinking since the moment you asked, Jazz. And I'm still, I don't know, maybe something like um, Nas, oh, the world is nice. yours. That is, that's just something a little bit mellow, but still yeah, no, inspirational. That's, a, that's a really good, There's some good tunes there today,
0: Damien.
1: This, I'm, this, yeah, this, I'm going to have to go, <laughs> go back and uh, listen to, to D'Angelo Brown Sugar, and even, even Voodoo as well, because I love that album. General
0: Levy <laughs> for me later on after this is done. Um, but for you listeners out there, for those that are following us, um, obviously you know that we're putting a playlist together, so we've going to have our, Um, Mixology Collection podcast Spotify open and then we'll also have our closed uh, playlist as well so these these tunes are going to go on there for those new listeners what I just said (laughs) that that's what's (laughs) going to happen so Damien normally looks after the music side and what I tend to do is I'll talk about the the drink side of things Um, and normally my question is uh, about uh, original drinks or original cocktails that you might have uh, uh created or come up with but for the three of you um we're going to put a, a bit of a spin on this and, and yeah we are going to put you on the spot so i'm gonna start with you chet um oh. i appreciate it and i'll start with chet but to get the advantage because you you can think about this i appreciate you've got a, a vast portfolio but if you had to pick three rums right now uh out of the portfolio that you got your top three i'll give you three um what would they be right now
4: top three rums of what we sell out of skyline no, no,
0: for you chet for you personally oh, if, you, if you had to just drink three rums at the moment what what three would they be um all
4: right, i'll tell you what i'm uh, because it's just a temperamental thing i'll tell you what i'm enjoying right now so i'm enjoying um montagna oro which is one of ours I, yeah, I, I'm, nice. I'm ashamed to say because it makes just this, the wickedest manhattan and Sergio taught me how to make good Manhattans now, so I'm all over That's it. Shout out, Sergio. It's summer, so I'm also <laughs> enjoying one of our other ones, Oranges, Aranjas, especially the mango just. It's the fresh fruit rum with the actual pieces of fruit in it. Oh, it's like unbelievable. It. It's low ABV um, uh, and then just add it with tonic. And then from the guys over at Foursquare, I'm really enjoying Nobiliari. It's like just beautiful i can't remember a better one they brought out since criterion so they're my three rums i'm drinking right now
0: uh, and what about yourself indy what What are your three for the
3: moment um <laughs> i know I you hate do. this question it honestly de- it depends like on a million different factors but um, i think the first one i have to say is the one that i voted okay. rum of the year last year we do a um we do as costs side of things we collaborate with 15 20 different people throughout the globe on um different uh, what they think is their top 3 rums of that year and we have people from all over come and give their opinions um the one that i picked was actually the a uh, st james corda nice. which is uh, a 60% 100% pot still from martinique um unaged which is just crazy tasty um I'm gonna shout out the SBS, which is single barrel selection, the brand yeah, new okay. Australia that's okay. just come out. That is special. There's not a lot of good fluid. There's I'm sorry, there's not enough good fluid from Australia being shouted about. And when I tasted that, I was just like, wow. Shout out Australia. Incredible. Um Absolutely. Um, I love the fact that rum's so diverse. You get rum from all over the world, and people wouldn't think, hey, Australia, but yes, and they make some amazing, amazing rum. Um, third, third rum, third rum, third rum. Eek. Uh, what have I tried recently? That... Ah, of course, I'm going to go back to my portfolio, uh, <laughs> sorry, our portfolio, right. and I'm going to take the um, the Damoiseau, uh Millezine okay. 2009, which is... Basically, in two thousand and nine, they thought that the sucrose content of the sugar cane that they use was exceptional, so they created yep. one year vintage, and it's a sixty-six point nine percent ABV, seven year old rum, which is just oh, sounds amazing. incredible. I want one now. <laughs> it's amazing. I don't know about you? It's Jess. amazing.
2: Okay, so I'm quite lucky I get the benefit of all the time to have a real think about it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, My first one is is a rum that absolutely blew my mind last year, Um, and that's St. Benevolence. Okay. not too Mm. sure how many people know about it, but there is a group of charity workers who have gone into corporation with a rum producer in the poorest island of the Caribbean in Haiti. And they create Haitian uh, Creole columns where they create some fantastic clarin. um, And that's only available currently in the U.S., but we're we're working hard to bring this over. The best thing about the brand and the reason I'm putting it forward, not only is it banging juice, but 100% of profit, 100% of profit goes back to the people of Haiti in terms of schools, hospitals and housing. That's incredible. 100% they are. They're one of the best brands. Please keep an eye out for them and support them as much as you can. Um, what else am I loving? Um, Andreas's Isops just released the uh, Rum Exchange Belize. I'm a big fan of rum from Belize. It, it's delicious, delicious stuff. Um, there's not enough Belize rum in the market everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the third and final, I'm going to have to chuck one of mine in here. Um, We have uh, La Progressiva, uh, which is a brand new, authentic, 100% Cuban rum, um, which is a mix of 11, 13, and 15-year-old rums. I mean, true, authentic, everything in the bottles come from Cuba, 44 quid on Master of Malt. It's an absolute steal for what you're getting.
4: That. It's what I was drinking tonight, but it's run out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if I if I had to pick one out of those nine, I'd pick all nine. That's what's going to happen. So,
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, uh, you're a wise uh, man, you're a wise uh,
0: man. Any, um, any, anything <laughs> else there, Damien? Are we, have we got to cover anything else right now?
1: No, I mean, I'll just to the guys, is there anything that um, is up and coming that people should look out for? Obviously, we're going to put all your social handles, links to websites, but um, maybe just a little taste of... What's to
3: come? Indy? Um, so uh, we jumped on the Zavi platform recently. We were blessed by um, those guys in the US. They wanted us to run a show. Every couple of weeks, we jump on and do a live stream with um, someone or something to do with the Run World. Um, we have one coming up every couple of Tuesdays. Uh, sorry, every couple of Thursdays. The one we just did was with Sly, uh, who runs Trailer Happiness. It was just last Thursday. We've got... Shout out to Sly all days. Um, so we've got that coming every couple of Thursdays. So keep an eye out for that. Um, we've got a couple of smaller events coming from the Rumcast brand, um, kind of our small tastings. There's a bit of a spin coming with a couple of them. I don't want to let too much information out yet, but um, there is there, we're evolving. We're constantly adapting. We're starting to stay agile and just keep things fresh and new. So um, something a little bit different coming on that as well.
0: Right. So, uh, so, so Damien, uh, how, how, how do we do? I think we're done now, aren't we?
1: We are indeed. So, just a big thank you to you guys uh, for taking the time. I know you must be shattered after such a busy couple of weeks leading up to the event. So, yeah, m- much well, love to we're you not guys. These um, guys
0: yet. I want some rum. Where's the rum? <laughs> 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 well, for,
1: I definitely want us to be <clears> up. <throat> when lockdown's over. Where to are taste you based, this Lovely liquid. Um, Cambridge, but um I know Ealing very well. I'm a Harrow boy, ah. so I know your sides very well.
0: But um, no, all, all jokes aside, um uh, I was saying to Damien earlier, uh, in all seriousness, that I, this is one of the ones I've been looking forward to the most. Um oh, and, and you guys, yeah, you guys haven't haven't disappointed at all. It's been an absolute pleasure understanding uh, where you guys have come from how you've got where you are today um, yeah man it's it's been it's been amazing kind of getting close to you guys I understand though um, that this was your first podcast so how do we do man how was it for you guys
4: I think it was really cool we we, we had a little catch-up at three o'clock jazz was on the motorway coming back from Newcastle and we're like, okay so we've, we've got the call this evening and you know obviously I hadn't met Damien are you I was like, what do you think they're going to ask us and we were like, I don't know, we'll, we'll have to wing it. I was like, no, no, <laughs> is there no prep? Like, is there nothing we should know? But I, I, from, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. You guys structure it really nicely. You seem to pick up from each other really well. Um, so that was very good.
0: Thank you very Thank much. You. I really appreciate it. So for all of you listeners out there, um, we've been talking to Rum Kask, aka Skylock Spirit, aka Indie Anand Singh, Chan Ladwa. Um, there's lots of names, but these are three beautiful, beautiful individuals. So follow them. We're going to put all of their social media um, handles uh, on, on the Pio. all of their website details will be on there. But um, Damien, I think it's time to, to, to close up shop now.
1: Indeed. So everyone, thanks for listening. Uh, Make sure to subscribe and tune in for the next episode. See you the next time.
0: Look after yourselves and each other. Love you.